it's exciting to see everything going on. If I may, how about we just pray real fast? And Heavenly Father, we come before you. It's, it's wonderful to be here at Arcadia Valley Chapel. Father, it's exciting to see everything that you are doing in and through this body of Christ. Father, stir our hearts, Lord God, that we would share your truth, share your love, and to share hope in a lost and confused world, the blessed hope of Christ Jesus. And in his name, our Savior and Lord, we pray. Amen. So, um, this is my first time, well, second, I did it at 9 o'clock, so at any rate, this is all new to me, having an ear mic and all this sort of thing. I see Mike Mingy and Pastor Mike Harrison do this all the time, and they look so natural, and I'm up here like, what do I do, you know? So, uh, bear with me, but it is an honor to be here. Uh, it's exciting to see what's going on in Arcadia Valley Chapel here. Uh, Pastor Mike being able to go full-time here as of October 1. You guys are two services now. Uh, got a new building, a uh, great location over there by the schools, and uh, it's just exciting to see everything that's happening. And Tammy and I have been in the schools uh, the last several couple months here and been in the valley, and it's beautiful. And we've talked about how nice it is. I, you know, To be honest with you, I'm kind of jealous. I'd like to live down here. And, uh, but when we've gone, we went into the elementary school here a few weeks back and we met with the principal and the school counselor and the district-wide social worker. It was just, a, you know, within that conversation, we were talking about mentoring and they, these schools understand the value of mentoring. Uh, the social, social emotional learning piece that some of these kids need <laughs> And the mentoring, so Young Faith in Christ is mentoring in Bible clubs. And so we are looking at trying to get more mentors in, this, in your community. So many kids that need a mentor. And it's school-based. So we were talking to uh, the principal and the counselor and the social worker. But it was very obvious from that conversation uh, how well-known Arcadia Valley was, or Arcadia Valley Chapel, excuse me, how many of y'all are involved in the schools and so forth. So that was real encouragement to us. We, we, we walked away going, wow, everybody knows about AV Chapel here. That's for sure. And the impact, the positive impact that you all are having. So that was, uh, that was tremendous. So um, I don't have a great testimony or anything like that. I, uh, I do love this Charles Spurgeon quote, and maybe you can relate to it as well. No life can surpass that of a man or woman who quietly continues to serve God in the place where providence has placed him. So I can relate to that, and maybe you can too. And so I'd like to just talk about my walk a little bit and then talk about YFC, and I think they're connected. And again, it's nothing special about me. I just want to share with the Lord how he's used me for, for his kingdom, I believe. Um, I believe the Lord has a plan and a purpose for all of us. And I believe he gives us opportunities as we walk with him. And sometimes there's opportunities to have some influence on a situation, how things can go. 
And so I'd just like to give a couple examples from my own life, and I imagine you could probably relate to this as well. So hopefully this is just kind of affirming what you are doing or maybe encouraging to you. So I guess first off, I, I look at I look I look at my life now and I just I recognize that, you know, we are but a vapor here for a short period of time. And I want to make I want to serve the Lord and for his kingdom and his glory. And so I've just looked for those opportunities that he's given me along the way, as I'm sure you have as well. So I grew up in St. Louis, went to University of Missouri, Columbia. My degree's in education. I'm supposed to be a science teacher, but I truly believe I have forgotten more than I ever learned. I don't know how that's possible, but I actually, I I could not go on a science class and teach. Um, But the Lord did have me serve as a police officer down in Branson. I was a canine officer down there for about five years and then moved up to Farmington about 25 years ago. And I started working at the juvenile office and I retired from there after 24 years this past August. And so many of those kids um, that either came in the front door with their parents because we got a police report or they came in the back door uh, in handcuffs. Wendy Helton's here. She was one of those police officers on many occasions that uh, brought some kids in uh, through the back door. But so many of those kids, and Wendy could tell you as well, being a Farmington School Resource Officer, that if they came from a different home, if they came from your home or my home, they wouldn't likely be in that situation. So that's part of why I'm with Young Faith in Christ as well. The last 12 years at the juvenile office, I uh, ran the juvenile detention center, what the state calls detention superintendent. And my boss had enough headaches that he just left me alone. He trusted me. So I had the ability to kind of... uh, do what I wanted to, steer the ship, emphasize what I wanted to. Again, we have opportunities and ability to influence a situation. And so the Missouri State Supreme Court standards say for juvenile detention centers, basically you shall provide religious services as needed. Well, that's pretty wide open. And as a believer, I saw that as an opportunity. And so we had three volunteers, different people during the week that would come down and um, share the good news. Uh, We had a Sunday morning, kind of an informal service. Gentlemen understood the audience, uh, the kids, and related very well to them. We had another gentleman that kind of did a Wednesday night type of service and brought in pizza. Uh, There's another couple um, that just did more of a Bible study. And if you know Lee and Leslie Reinitz uh, from Park, uh, Teradalec, Chapel Teradalec, excuse me, uh, they filled that role as uh, doing the Bible study for, for quite a bit before Lee became the pastor of Chapel at Teradalec. And I remember Lee and Leslie saying on numerous occasions, as well as other people in that position, just surprised how the Lord was working in that detention center, how many kids actually got saved. Um, and then they're there for a relatively short period of time, so it could be discipled along. But again, there was an opportunity to, for kids to hear the good news. Um, I encouraged my other 
detention counterparts, detention superintendents in St. Charles, St. Louis City, County, and so forth as we would meet and just let them know, hey, what are you guys doing? And, and I tell them for no other reason. I said, even if I wasn't a believer, you're going to have less behavior problems if you're having these people come in and in the religious services. So trying to encourage them to uh, have more of the gospel shared in their detention centers as well. <clears throat> the other example I'll talk about is, so I did uh, go to Memorial United Methodist Church, started 25 years ago. And uh, as Mike said, uh, knew him from there. And um, I always remember Mike and his brother Tony, his, uh, his mom, his aunt and uncle, and his grandmother, and his two cousins, always showing up and sat behind us. And uh, I, again, I never knew the impact that that had just being there. And, and now Mike's a pastor. And uh, again, not because I showed up there, but you know, Mike, Mike did share with me. He said, you know, and I hope I get this right, Mike, but you know, he, you, like with these kids, you live what you know. And if you don't see it exemplified in front of you, you have a hard time understanding how you should do it. How does this look? And, and Mike, the way I took what he said was, hey, this is how it should look. And I saw it from you, you know, and I'm, I'm just going every Sunday to church with my family. Um, so you never know how you can influence somebody. And again, there's nothing special about me. It's just encouraging you to keep plotting along as the Lord would have you. And you never know the side of heaven, you know, these opportunities that he gives you, the impact it's going to have. <clears throat> so also while I was at Memorial, I was involved with scouts. They didn't have a cub master, you know, basically nobody wanted to be it. So I stepped into the role and again, uh, when you are in a position where you can kind of steer the ship. So I found out there was a gun, gun country program, which, um, so for Cub Scouts, there was a God in me, and then there was a God in family. So the pastor was agreeable to do the God in me program. There was another couple that did the, the God in family. So knowing that there are children in our Cub Scout pack that are not going to church, and here's an opportunity to, you know, they're going to get a little badge, a little ribbon, and we're going to have a little ceremony at that pack meeting to recognize that they went through the program. But it was an opportunity for these children that were not in church otherwise to hear the good news uh, through the God and Me program or the God and Family program. <clears throat> so... About seven years ago, I guess it was, um, I was looking for um, to be fed a little bit more, a little bit more meat. And Lee Reinitz, who was again doing the Bible study down at our detention center, invited me to Parkland Chapel. So I started going and uh, I really enjoy the Calvary Chapel. Um, you know, we are to worship God in spirit and truth. And I think there's that wonderful balance there I love the expository teaching. Uh, I, I listen to Mike on occasions, listen to Exodus 19, and know that you're in Exodus 20 next week. Um, but to have a solid understanding of God's word, because as I think we all know, the uh, biblical illiteracy in our world, as well as our church, is, is concerning. 
Uh, and to that end, uh, just an example of that. So I don't know if anybody goes to Oasis Bookstore in Farmington, but Tiffany Rosenberger, the owner, and I asked her the other day if I could tell this story, and she said, sure. But she told me back in the spring, you know, we're talking, and there's a gentleman that came in, and he was, I take it he was probably in his 50s or 60s, and he'd never had a Bible before. And so he wanted to buy a Bible. And so Tiffany said to the man, what translation would you like? And he said, English. And, you know, on one hand, that can be, you know, somewhat humorous, I suppose, but on the other hand, it just speaks to how unfamiliar people are with God's word in our society and our culture. So, Young Faith in Christ, um, it is mentoring and Bible clubs. And so we are located behind the police department in Farmington at the skate park. It used to be the old pool. And your pastor, Mike Mingy, used to, I, I found an old photo, I think, of him. I need to send to him, uh, where he's down there teaching the kids at the skate park. Uh, so we had the mentoring of the Bible clubs in the schools, but there is also the skate park. And as Mike could tell you, so many of those kids, they're not going to church anywhere. 99 point percent of those kids are not going. They're the latchkey kids. They've, you know, just come from these broken homes and they're just the neighborhood kids. But they too, many, you know, not all, but there is a percentage of those kids that are hungry and do show up. And there's a Pizza and Jesus on Tuesday evenings at 5 o'clock that Norm and Sherry Kissinger do. And hearing them tell the stories of these kids, and some of them have gone on to become ministers, which is amazing. And unfortunately, on the other hand, there are several that have, have since passed away at an early age. But um, Tammy and I, Tammy was, well, I retired last August, and I took about five months off, and I asked last service, I said, is, is anybody retired here? So retirement is pretty darn wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> and as uh, Steve Slinker from Memorial Church and with Boy Scouts, that Mike Mingy would know, I remember Steve, after he retired, I said, how's retirement? He said, every, sat every day is Saturday except for Sunday. I thought, that sounds really nice. So for about five months of last year, I, uh, I got to experience that. And it was wonderful. Um, you know, getting in God's word, I mean, I, sometimes it, you know, life gets busy and you don't feel like you can, uh, you know, get in God's word as much, and maybe that's an excuse, I'm sure, but uh, be in God's word and just uh, linger there and, and as Pastor Mike Harrison would say, do the Bible gymnastics, and you read a verse, and you look at a study note, and you realize, and okay, well, heck, I didn't realize that connected to the Old Testament there, and connecting those dots, and it was just wonderful to do that, and I would just linger in the morning, and then to have quiet time, and I don't know if anybody makes room in their life for quiet time, and just, you know, read God's Word, do your devotional, what have you, and then just sit quietly before the Lord, and uh, it's, it's wonderful, and let them speak to you. But so I was doing that for five months, and uh, I mean, I ended up putting a clock in my family room because I was losing track of time. 
And I'd look up, and, you know, it was like 1030, you know. I was like, wow, you know, I started at 7. Or, and, uh, and there were several times where I looked up, and it was 1.30 in the afternoon, and I'm in my pajamas going, I better get in the shower. But it is wonderful. And um, so in January, I, I started uh, at Young Faith in Christ. Um, the ministry is based in the schools, so it's mentor and Bible clubs in the school predominantly. And with COVID, it just decimated the ministry. Uh, the schools are closed, so the ministry is not happening. And the, the previous director, Rob Gerst, and his wife, Lisa, they end up leaving. Uh, they have since started a church in Potosi, but there was nothing going on for months, four or five months. And Katie Hornbert, who's a dedicated volunteer at the ministry part-time, she would just come in and uh, check the mail and that sort of thing. And <clears throat> she ended up telling the board at one point that they just need to find somebody that doesn't need a job. And uh, thus I qualified because I didn't need a job. But I am thankful to be there. Uh, I feel called to be there. And we all serve in different capacities, right? God, God gives us opportunities. Uh, he has a plan and a purpose for each of our lives, whether we're a banker, a teacher, a police officer, whatever it might be. And he uses us each. And, uh, you know, I have found in this life that there's no greater feeling but when you're in God's will doing what he wants you to be doing. That's the most satisfying feeling I've ever had. And I do feel called to be at Young Faith in Christ and, and the mentoring in the Bible clubs. And I look at the mentoring as kind of the great commandment and the Bible clubs as the great commission. And uh, we uh, have seen a lot of growth. Uh, COVID really, again, decimated the ministry. We were down to nine mentors when Tammy, Tammy started back with, she had been there for five years, and then they had brought her back in October. Um, I understand we used to have over 100 mentors at one time, and when Tammy came back, we were at nine. And the need is far greater now than, than it ever was before when they had 100, now that we have COVID, you know, world that we're living in. But um, I was helping, so we had Bible clubs before, and uh, after school, and Tammy, you, if you want to start making your way up here, because uh, Tammy, again, she's our Bible club and mentor coordinator, but I helped, so the Bible clubs generally are before school or after school, and they're elementary all the way up to high school, and the high school, the older kids are student-led. There's a teacher sponsor, but it's student-led, so those kids are... Um, are, are at a deeper walk with the Lord and they're discipling their peers and uh, it's great training and experience for them as the Lord uses them. But I had the opportunity here uh, in Farmington, there's three elementary schools and Roosevelt, I was helping uh, the first after school um, Bible club that they had here a month or so ago and Tammy was there helping, and it's, uh, it's a mother-son that are leading it, uh, Derek Wisdom and his mom, Regina. 
And so as they're kind of taking care of the first day craziness, I'm up in front of the kids just kind of buying a few minutes. And, and I asked them, how many of you kids go to church? And a third of those kids did not go to church. And then when, when Regina got up, you know, day one, and this is a brand new Bible club for them after school, she's holding up the Bible and she asked the kids, how many of y'all are familiar with the Bible, have heard God's word? A third of them had never seen the Bible before, or heard God's word before. But praise God that these parents or guardians or grandmother or grandfather, what have you, is signing that permission slip for these kids to go to these Bible clubs and hear the good news. And again, hopefully these kids will continue on and and get disciples and so forth and get plugged into a local church, a youth ministry and so forth. But uh, Tammy's been doing it a long time and we've been down in the valley here the last couple of months and um, trying to get things geared up a little bit, um, seeing what the needs are as far as the the Bible clubs as well as there's always more of a need for the mentors. I have spoken to a number of social workers and principals and they always say, there are more kids here than you can provide mentors. So, you know, so today we're here, we're, we're just here to tell you about YFC. Um, you know, we, we love Pastor Mike and Kelly. Um, I meant to mention, you know, Daniel Messiah bringing up Daniel being here next Saturday. I think I will be here next Saturday. Last time, I've been, this is my third time here. And last time was to hear Daniel Messiah and his book, Trader. Uh, if you've not heard Daniel Messiah before, do yourself a favor and come. I'm sure he'll have his book here. You can get on Amazon or what have you. But Trader is a, it's like a modern day Paul. I mean, that's what I, that, that was what came to my mind when I read it. It's a powerful testimony of a man's uh, strong faith in the Lord, trusting in him despite his culture and his family and everything else going around him. Uh, you'll be inspired and encouraged, I guarantee you. But um, at any rate, do you want to talk a little bit more and about the training coming up next Saturday? Okay, so I have my notes here, so <laughs> that's why I have my phone. Anyway, like Jay said, the two key programs that YFC has are the mentoring and the Bible clubs, and I'm the coordinator for both of those programs. And um, have any of you ever needed someone to talk to or um, just that someone that wasn't really in the midst of it that it's like, boy, I wish I had somebody to just tell that to, you know? Um, I know I have. And we are able to go to church and find a person, you know, that we could connect with and talk to. Or we can maybe find that person where we work. But kids really don't have the, that opportunity. So what we do with our mentoring is we are providing that adult that isn't involved in their everyday life and not their um, authority figure, just a person to sit and listen to them and you know play games and have fun with them and let them know that they are special. You know, everybody wants to feel special. And so when our mentors go and they meet with these kids, like 
Jay said, you know, these are kids that have dysfunctional homes. They have parents in and out of prison, um, far from stable. So our mentors are that stable person in their life that you show up every week and you are showing them that there are people who are different. You know, it doesn't have to continue on in the dysfunction and it can be different. And just by showing up each week shows them that, that, um, wow, you're different, you know? And we're not allowed to like share the gospel per se with them unless they ask us when we're mentoring. But they're going to see from the love that you show them and just your behavior toward them that there's something different about you. And it seems like most of the mentors at some point get to the point where they do get to share Jesus with them because the kids see it. They notice that you're different and um, they start asking questions and things like that. So, so it's a great opportunity to be able to plug into someone's life and, and be that difference in their life. And right now, as far as I know, we are the only volunteers being allowed into the schools. And um, the administrators of the schools know the importance of the social emotional um, learning. And um, they've seen firsthand the difference that a mentor can make in a kid's life. So, um, you know, that's, that's what we're about. We, we just want to be um, be that light for that child. And like Jay said al earlier also, um, he worked at the juvenile detention center and maybe if some of those kids would have had a mentor when they were little and s you know been able to see that there's different behaviors in a different way, maybe they wouldn't have ended up there. You know, um, so that's our goal. Our goal is to catch them when... <laughs> when they're little and be there for them and be that support. Again, this side of heaven, you never know the impact you're having. So I forgot to uh, kind of highlight a couple of the uh, Bible verses there, but Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, I'm sure most of y'all are familiar. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So we, we don't work for our salvation, of course. But also, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So he knows what he has planned for us ahead. And, you know, the Lord of the harvest, the workers are few. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing of every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So we're not trying to twist any arms here. We, we have this loving relationship with Mike and, and, and want to uh, continue to be involved in your community and work with you to try and reach these kids through mentoring and Bible clubs. Um, it's an honor to be here again there is a training next week and I think I'm out of time but we wanted to Donna? Dana? 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 I know somebody's right. 
Mike said, I'm terrible at names. He even reminded me. So Dana is, do you mind coming up here, Dana? I was going to tell a story, but I think when there's somebody from, you know, we've been at some churches, and, and even the pastor has been a mentor, and, and he, um, he talked about his experience and so forth. And I think, you know, the church, it, maybe they, they heard it a little more clearly and so forth, and maybe it meant a little bit more. But um, in the school, she has seen the mentors, and so she was just telling us between the services how she has seen a difference, and so we just asked if she wouldn't mind coming up and, and sharing that, so thank you. <laughs> I don't know Jay and Tammy, um, and I didn't know they were coming today, but... I do have experience with YFC, and um, I'm very happy that they came. So I'll just briefly say that um, as an educator here in the Valley, um, I teach kindergarten, but um, the types of ministry that these people do are for every level and age of human. The needs are the same. But um, We'll just take, uh, for example, this particular year, I'm currently in charge of 19 little five and six-year-old souls all day long, every day, and, um, you know, we don't get to talk about it that much, and we probably shouldn't because it's a bit overwhelming, but uh, the needs and the wounds of these beautiful souls are enormous, and they need you. They need you. Uh, and whether you're an educator or not, you know that, and you have those opportunities in your lives. And um, as a teacher, again, it's not just for five-year-olds. It's for every age of kid, high school and beyond. Um, whether you see the response or not, when you put in the time with that child, it is powerful and it is never, ever wasted, ever. I mean, think about uh, most of you out there are parents um, and parents doing a good job and think about all the, the blessings you have going on in your lives and how about just sitting down once a week for half an hour with your own child, how that much that impacts them and blesses them. Think about that for a child who does not have that. Um, I don't think that Jay talked about this story in the second service. But he talked in the first service about a child who was mentored in this way. And then uh, two years later, it had been <clears throat> two years since that child had seen that mentor. And when they were in a, mo a moment of crisis saying, who in your life can we call to be here for you? It was that guy, Frank. Uh, how powerful is that when you haven't seen a person for two years and they're your person? Um, all I'm really up here to say is the need is huge. And if you think even a little bit that this is something that the Lord would want you to do, please go for it because it is not wasted. And um, those of us who are in charge of a group of kids every day like that. Um, we try so hard to fill the needs, and it's, a, it's a, such a privilege to do it. 
Um, and we often go home feeling like, uh, it's just an ocean. It's an ocean. You can't, you can't do it all. And that's okay, you know. Um, we go home, and that's why we renew our mind. That's why we refresh our mind, and, and the Lord provides. Um, but I personally have had students who have had uh, YFC mentors, and uh, I have just observed within the school, uh, like my beautiful friend Joy over here, I've observed her being a mentor to someone. And uh, so... I, I just couldn't say that enough. If it's something you can do, go for it. Go for it. It will not be wasted, and it is um, very powerful. Thank you. I think she said that much better than we could have, and we appreciate that. So Tammy's been down here before and been with you all to uh, um, spoke at least once or twice here, um, recruiting mentors back then, and... Uh, so we will be back next Sunday at 2 o'clock for a training. If, if the Lord does put this on your heart and you would like to be a mentor, we're certainly available to speak after the service. But uh, if we can just close with prayer here. Heavenly Father, we, uh, we humbly thank you, Lord, for, for this life. Uh, you have been so good and gracious to us, Father. Your love... Your goodness and your greatness just overwhelms us, Father. And we just want to serve you out of a heart of gratitude, Lord, and to glorify you and your kingdom. So, Father, use us in however you have planned for us. Help us just to be open to your call to us. And uh, we just love you as we serve. Thank you for this body of Christ. Thank you for this opportunity to share. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.